Let me tell you a story about how I got caught in a moment of silence for 9-11 in New York City. Never forget. Never forget. So we're in New York City this past weekend, and I'm waiting for our hotel room to be ready. We couldn't check in because the hotel was mad busy. I go in, and check-in is at 3. It's 4.30. I go in with a friend. I'm like, hey, can we check in? And she's like, oh, yeah, like you can check in. Here's your key. Got everything. She's like, oh, by the way, in 10 minutes, we're having a moment of silence. If guests want to join us, you're more than welcome. I was like, cool. So I go up to the room. Room's not ready. I go down and I come to complain that my room isn't ready. And she's like, thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> then she puts us, puts me and my friend off to the side with like five, six other custodian janitor workers, pops up her phone on the counter and like sets the 10 second timer, runs oh to us, fucking God. stands there. It's, it's like 20 seconds we're just standing there and she's really trying to have this like full-on moment of silence and one of the custodians was like, I think I heard it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 15 of Hot Pocket. This is Sherryor. This is Saad and we're back from our long needed vacation yeah we needed some time away from y'all just kidding collectively we've put it in let's see four we've done 14 episodes yeah so let's far. do the math real quick is that two months that's no that's more than well episode a week three and a half three and a half months three wow. and a half months yeah we're yeah, getting so up collectively, there. in terms of podcasting uh, hours of work, that's about seven hours of work across three. And a half <laughs> no, I, there's definitely more. <laughs> no, it's definitely more. Way more. But it's like it's not that much. So we needed a break. <clears throat> yeah. In actuality, we were in New York last weekend. Yep, for a friend's birthday, we went up there, had a good old time. It was mad busy in New York, by the way. It was yeah. Fashion Week. Mm-hmm. The U.S. Open was happening. Yep. And the Met was on that Monday, and we were we were already back by then. Yeah. But. Yeah, it was, people it was a definitely lot coming in at that Oh, point. dude, it was packed. Yeah. It was packed. Also 9-11. Not, you can't forget that, Can't right? forget Never that. forget. So we were mulling and discussing what to talk about today. Yeah. Instead of being topical, we're going to be open and personal. Arguably, we should have done this on episode one. Probably. Probably. <laughs> but you know what? We don't... We don't should have introduced who we were as a convention. People. Yeah. Maybe we'll finally post a picture of us ourselves on the Instagram. So, <coughs> excuse me, we're going to talk about ourselves. Yeah. We're going to talk about ourselves both as people, as individuals, as where we two come friends, from. where yep. we come from, and also us as, because came to this realization, we are technically content creators yeah. now. So what do we want to do with that? Let me let me start here. Sherryar Hussein. Yes, sir. How the fuck did you meet me? I think it was sophomore year in college. Your sophomore year. My, my sophomore year my junior in year. college, which was, I guess, 2017, right? We actually ran into ran, ran into each other the, for the first time at a party. Mm, yes, mm-hmm. Saad does like the party. <laughs> I did. I did back in the day. Yeah, the young Saad, I young guess. Young Saad. So we actually met each other at a party, and I was like, who the fuck is this 35-year-old <laughs> <laughs> with, with children at my friend's party? <laughs> It turns out he was cool. We had a conversation because that's, that's the kind of guy I am. Whatever. Done deal. Then later on that week or like maybe the week after, I was walking from class to go, go get lunch with my friends. And I see this 35-year-old man once again in Freedom Square, which is like the student section where everyone sits out. Right, we went to Towson University. To you, baby. Yeah. I see him sitting there in his hat with his earphones in i don't know if he was trying to take a nap or read but i went up to him and i'm like yo what's up bro 
saw you at the party. Like, we're about to go get lunch. You want to come? Saad never turns down food. Oh, absolutely not. Past the food. Yeah. So that's that's basically how we adopted him into our yeah. friend group. And I was it's like a stray little puppy, and Sherry just went up to me like, yeah, hey, with, with little Chick-fil-A bits, and we were like, hey, man. No, it probably wasn't Chick-fil-A bits. It was probably like Abu Pan or whatever. Yeah. Like oh, the full, ABP. Yeah, yeah, ABP, the full ass, like, here's a, here's a fucking wild rice soup and yeah. uh, chicken frost egg and panini. Come on, little buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and so I crawled over to us, and uh, it's kind of been history ever since, man. Pretty much. For context, that part, that was my first semester because I transferred to yes. Towson University. So yeah. I knew somebody, our friend Faraz, I knew him before I came mm-hmm to the school and so like literally my first weekend there he hit me up he's like hey I, there's a birthday party it's a good way to meet some people why don't you come out i was like all right cool yeah. and that's the party that i met share at yeah and knowing me when i was in freedom square which is like kind of like the central part of campus yeah i think i was reading i know I, I was definitely reading i yeah. would always do like my because i studied political science right i had a shit ton of reading to do so i was probably reading that crap right while um when he when share came up to me so that's pretty much how we met that was i think that was 2016 Probably. And that was fall. Okay, here's the thing. I think that was fall 2016. We didn't become, like, close, close until the next semester. Yeah. That's when we started, like, I started, like, seeing you on a because, very regular basis. Because, you know what? I couldn't put my finger on this guy. Because, like, he would literally be walking around in, like, basketball shorts, a hoodie, and, like, a snapback hat. And I was like, I can't get a read on this kid. <laughs> I, I'm just vibing. I'm just. <laughs> this dude's big as shit. Yeah. I know he works out a lot. And he just, like, dresses comfortable for school. I dress comfortable because I was like, I'm going to the gym after class. Exactly. Because I would walk to class from my apartment. Yeah, you did. So I was like, I I can't come, like, looking to stunt. Yeah. I don't fucking give a shit. It's not a fashion show. It's not a fashion show. All efficacy. Yeah. Oh, man. So that was in 2017. Mashallah, it's been fucking four years. Has it? No, it's been more, bro. Well, I'm saying, like, since we became, like, real close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Four if, years. If you want to start, like, when we first met, then, like, five years. Yeah. So, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Half a decade. Yeah, just don't leave me after five years, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Oh. <laughs> That's us as friends. <clears throat> yeah. Who are Sod and Cher as the creators of Hot Pocket? Okay. So, let's, let's, let's take this back to a year ago, right? Uh-huh. We started having this conversation about, yo, we should start a podcast. Yeah. Because... As, as much as you guys think that, you know, we're, like, sitting down planning and having these, like, we're planning on what to say on these topics, me and Saad have these conversations on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. We just decided to record it. Yeah, I think late last year. It was definitely during COVID. Yeah. Um, where we actually, re- I think, I'm sure at some point we floated the idea. We definitely this, floated the idea before that. In the same way that, like, you take any group of friends, they'll say something Let's like... Let's start a business. Yeah. I was going to say specifically, but you're right. Yeah. But specifically, like, wow, we would have the best podcast. Or, like, oh, if there was a TV show about us, it would be so great. And usually yeah. it's like, no. No, no, you just think you are because, like, whatever. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying – look, here's the thing. There is some narcissism involved in starting a podcast. 100%. Cher and I are not exempt from that. No, no. Right? But I think we really got the ball rolling, I think, in January of 2021. Yeah, this earlier this year. Yeah, we went to uh, this – Zoo coffee? No, not zoo coffee. Phil's? What did we do before that? We, we hiked. Hiking stuff. We definitely hiked. Yeah. I think that was the day I got my second vaccine. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was. It, it was. Because you were like, I don't know if I feel, I feel it, but you felt fine. And then we went on a really nice hike. We talked about it more. And we started to come up with names before oh. we even came up with like, what is this going to be about? Is going to yeah. be a lifestyle podcast? Politics? What is it going to be? We were mulling over the name. What, what were some of those names? Um, you said drop pod. 
No, no, not drop pod. Escape pod. Escape pod. Like escape on a pod. like on a like a. Actually, spaceship. I think drop pod's an actual podcast. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, of. it's. I I still think escape pod was a good name. I no, it's not that I don't like it. It's just that I don't want something with the word pod in it. But hot pocket pod. Well, that's our Instagram thing. That's different. <laughs> True. That's for, but the actual like show name is yeah, Hot yeah, Pocket. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we did TBD. TBD, because, TBD was the big one yeah, for a while. Because we were like, you know what? We've been sitting here for two hours thinking about the name. Let's just TBD the name. Let's just think about like what we're going to talk about. And then both of us just looked at each other. We were like, wait a second. TBD. TBD to be determined. Like everything else, like all of our topics are going to be to be determined. We don't know yet. And, we, and I think for a little bit, we were trying to figure out, okay, it could be like a dual acronym like it could be for to be determined but also we could have a stand for something else yeah like and we would kind of be cheeky about that we couldn't really figure that out though too big i don't know where hot pocket came from if i'm being fucking honest i don't you definitely made you definitely said it i I said you said hot pocket and i was like okay like i i get that and then we so obviously hot pocket is a food you know little hot pocket joints but we at least the way i interpreted it was oh it's like a hot pocket it's like our pocket of the world that's kind of hot with topics, what we're talking about, stuff like that. That's yeah. how I interpret the name. How do you, is there another no, way? No, that's you, pretty much. Okay. That's, that's pretty, one, it just it sounds kind of nice, like Hot Pocket. Yeah. And it, granted, part of that is like, yeah, it's very similar to the actual food. It, it is the name. No, no, that's <laughs> Hot Pockets. Legal, oh, legally, wow. there's a distinction. Legal, no, legally, there is a distinction. <laughs> Unless they own the domain name for like Hot Pocket, which I doubt. If it's Hot Pockets, that's a different thing. Okay. You can't sue me. Fucking fight me! <laughs> they got the money. Bro. They got the money. Well, I don't have any money. Um, but yeah, pretty much that. Hot pocket would be. And this is again kind of narcissistic because we're implying like, oh, our ideas are so unique and and smart and and we pose the most hot takes that our pocket's gonna be hotter than others. Yeah. And again, there's narcissism involved in all this, but it, it rolls off the tongue. It's kind of nice. Yeah. And then Cher came up with the logo. Yeah, with the two skulls. Two skulls talking. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, this, I like the colors. And then like in between this. was the hot pockets. Yeah. So what we're talking about is like the hot yeah. pockets. That was cool. And then, I actually fuck with the skulls a lot. I, I do like the skulls. Yeah. And then I found the currently placeholder stock image of the guy with the hot, with like a little bottle of hot sauce in his in pocket. pocket. Like it's, it's very literal, but it's kind of cheeky and dumb. Yeah. I think we're going to recreate that, but with ourselves. But I like that idea of like literally having. A bottle of hot sauce. Yeah, I, I, because one, we like hot sauce as well. Yeah. Maybe we can create a hot sauce at a certain point if we get. We need enough. to get. We, bro, need, to we get, need to get there let's first. Get more than followers. Come on, let's get a more than hundred followers. Yeah. Come on. Nah, but um, yeah, like like Sad said, right? There is a little bit of narcissism and pretentiousness to it. It's Absolutely. like, oh, you, we, people want to listen to us, but I genuinely think that when we started this, we weren't. There was. There is still no goal of oh we want to become famous we want to become this we want to become that it's, if that happens we'll take it yeah if, if that happens sure why why would we not want to be successful in something yeah. right like we always want to put our best foot forward on everything we do but this is genuinely like we just want to have some this fun we project. had a lot of time we had a lot of and we and the responses we've gotten you know on the afghanistan episode on the cube episode we want to be those people which we have been in our specific friend groups that where yeah. people look to it's like yo what do you think about this topic yeah. and we're kind of like the ones like oh we read this 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 and kind of like because we're we're bored nah, i want to say we're boring but we're like that you know what i mean we, we pay attention to those things so if we can inform maybe one mm. other soul that they can help somebody else in a certain topic in a certain view that's what we really did it for for me personally my dream for the longest time not as an immediate career 
but I always wanted to be a writer. Yeah. And I always wanted to start like some kind of a talk show, radio show, specifically about politics, specifically about international yeah. politics. So, and that would always be like a, once I'm done and retired, yeah, I would start this. Yeah. But you know what? We're going to keep this going until we'll, we get to that we'll point. We'll keep it going. And I figured, like, you know what? Let me just try this now with podcasting. Yeah, it's great. It'll be interesting because it's something I'm, I'm very personally interested in. So, yeah. And Cher's like, I, I'm so fucking lucky to have, like, a best friend who has so many... Who, could don't, work with me in this don't regard. do it don't do it uh, i'm gonna cry uh, <laughs> don't do it. no like it's just like i'm it's, an emotional it, person it, man. <laughs> come on man don't nah. nah, now here okay this this translates good into our next kind of like a little bit more personal uh-huh i grew up in annapolis right yeah i came to america when i was about to turn seven mm-hmm. lived in pakistan i was born in pakistan lived in pakistan went to school in england lived in france fuck france lived in saudi arabia fuck saudi arabia <laughs> um and then we finally moved to the united states when i was six about to turn seven grew up in annapolis football track sports basketball all that shit annapolis is very white oh yeah so i grew up in middle elementary school middle school high school with a bunch of white folks I was still very rooted in who I was and my culture and my religion, but I wasn't around that many brown people. Mm-hmm. So when I got to Towson and I met all my brown friends, I was like, holy shit, these are my people. There's more of us. Yeah. And then I genuinely came across Saad and I was like, yo, like, this is literally my brother now. You know what I mean? So it's, I'm very grateful to have gone to Towson, to have met the people I met and gotten with Saad because this has been fucking awesome. And hope, hopefully we do continue this for a while. Yeah. You know, I, I'll love to keep this just juice going absolutely as much as possible hasn't died down yet hasn't well hasn't really picked up either <laughs> hasn't it never really started well our enthusiasm for our it. enthusiasm and die hasn't died yeah. Down yet yeah i, I mean I, for me it's just personally fun to do so yeah i guess we're gonna hit our backgrounds for a little bit i was born and raised here yeah. born in virginia came to maryland you know big fucking move 45 minutes side <laughs> <laughs> is the embodiment of the dmv the dmv yeah i, I hit up i then went to maryland when i was Four years old, four or five years old. Years old. Yeah. And I've pretty much been in this area my entire life. Um, have a lot of family in Northern Virginia. Constantly go there. I used to go there like every fucking weekend, mm-hmm. but now I don't go as often because you know work and and every everybody I know is busy as shit too. Adulting. Adulting. So we are both, and we're gonna kind of. We've never really directly addressed this, and it's not something to address. We're both. Pakistani Muslim. Well, you're. I was born here, so I'm not technically Pakistani. You're American Pakistani. I'm American Pakistani. You're Pakistani American. Look yeah. at that. Boom. Peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> and so I was talking to two people a couple of weeks ago, two three weeks ago, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Oh, how's the podcast going?" And I was like, "Hey, you know, it's fun. Yeah. I'm not views, whatever. I don't give a shit." Yeah. And and they just kind of talking like, "Yeah, it would be cool if more people listen because I think you have like good content and you're making. Yeah. You're definitely improving in terms of um your structure mm-hmm. and your audio quality and such." And they were like, "You know, it's kind of cool that from the representation angle because they're both Muslim also mm-hmm. from the representation angle that you guys are in this in this field trying to make it work even if you're not necessarily big yeah and I said you know yeah that's true to an extent but we don't really lean into that yeah and they brought up like that's true but even just the fact that you're there mm-hmm. as that identity it makes a difference yep. which I can I can see where they're coming from so I guess here's the thing 
it would be very easy for us to just heavily lean into it, rely on it like Relying a crutch. It, yeah. I, there's a lot of content creation out there, and into, we've we've dogged it in the past. We've right? dogged, we I don't think we've ever dogged it. Maybe for like five seconds on this. Okay, podcast. we've dogged it offline a lot. Offline, <laughs> oh yeah, just between the two of us, we've dogged that kind of content a lot and i suspect this is finally the time we're going to kind of do it but i want to do it in a way that's constructive right but before we get anything negative out how do you mm-hmm. and i guess a two-part question for you share yeah how does being a box sunny american influence your personal worldview and value system right and how does it affect like the things you want to cover as both like theoretically like you know quote-unquote content creator right. and just somebody who likes to speak on things in general yeah you're, you're very public about that stuff yeah 100 percent. i think so like i just mentioned right i i've lived in pakistan i went to school in pakistan i lived in england went to school in england went to france saudi Arabia, and then america that's five different countries before i turned seven so i think subconsciously doing all that traveling and my dad being a journalist too i got a bunch of journalists in the family subconsciously I was affected by that a lot so I think I've always had a big world view but being Muslim and from Pakistan growing up in America with the last name Hussein I definitely got way more of a different outlook on it right we moved here 2003 a year a full year removed from 9-11 so obviously that has a lot to do with when I think of politics I always think of all right who's who's a scapegoat who's getting hurt the most all this other stuff so I can't ignore that. That's a, that's a huge part of my identity. Right. And I can't ignore the fact that I'm a brown Muslim guy when I talk about stuff and make jokes about certain things. Uh-huh. And, and I know we've talked about it in the past where we don't want to rely on that, but we that's who we are. We can't ignore you can't escape that. It. Yeah, that's our identity. So it it's obviously 110% shaped who I am as a person. And every single thing, like, yo, I don't know if you're like this, but mm-hmm. I'm kind of like this. When I'm watching, like, world sports... I kind of sometimes root for the other team because I know because like oh like the world view, bro. Like America's empire fucking sucks. You know what I mean? They're yeah. everywhere. They've ruined countries. Look at Afghanistan. Look at Iraq. Yeah, yeah. Look at all the look at the Middle East. So when when America goes up, up against someone else, I'm always like, come on, beat these motherfuckers real quick. <laughs> so I think, but even though, hey, I fly the American flag, I'm a citizen, the whole thing. But this definitely shaped my worldview very differently. Right. What about you? In the sense of fully growing up here but your parent your, your mom was born here she came here mom when she came here super mom's young. story is very similar to yours and that she came here when she was very young, young. i think yes. she was four or five years old yeah but your dad was like oh, yeah. my dad came when to school like there mid-20s yeah. so you're actually one of the better ones to be completely honest where parents are from pakistan like straight up uh-huh. kid born here because i have cousins like that but you're still pretty like rooted and like yeah. you know everything i still know my culture exactly yeah. so how does that how does that shape your view on how you just like operates plus mixed in with your american side right yeah. like you grew up here completely if if i'm being simplistic about it things people could say like oh there's elements of you that are clearly more whitewashed yeah i think that's true yeah but i try not to let it even though we both have already said like it, it does you can't escape it no, yeah and it's not that i make an active effort to not let my identity conform me it's just that it's never been Something that I felt like I had to account for, like, oh, am I thinking too hard about this because I'm Muslim or mm-hmm. because I'm? I I certainly have more of a sensitivity towards certain things because they're Muslim related. Like, I certainly, I don't know how if I would care as much about. Not that I wouldn't care about Palestine, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, even though Palestinians are not all Muslim, it yeah. tends to be categorized as a Muslim issue. Yeah. So certainly, part of that comes from like being Muslim. Yeah. Right. And there's certain elements of 
there is something to meeting somebody and knowing that they're Muslim. There is like a, a underlying. I don't want to call it a kinship because I think people throw that out there so flippantly. Even though it's like you don't actually know the fucking person. There's so many times where people say that it's like, oh, they're gonna fucking they'll stab me in the back for yeah. no reason, right? I think there is a kinship, and I I think there is a. Bro- I'm just saying like a broader term like brotherhood. Uh-huh. Yeah, because like. And that's the thing about, and this is like more of like religious reason. Like I love the fact that I'm Muslim because I can I can see a Muslim from Egypt, from Iran, from anywhere else, and I'd be like, I don't see the flag. I just see that that person's a Muslim. I'm like, yeah. what's up? You know what I mean? Like it's it definitely is a kinship. It's it, like a fraternity. It, it gives you. <laughs> how did your fraternity go again? <laughs> Fuck that. Fraternity. There we go. There's certainly like a common ground thing, and it makes for an easy startup conversation. There's some understanding of certain yeah. things. I don't think that necessarily translates to. A meaningful relationship or anything not yeah. not that every conversation yeah. has to be a meaningful relationship yeah. i am certainly very tied to my culture yeah i love being like boxing punjabi yeah. for example like my wedding gonna be lit hell yeah but my, like kids kids are gonna be raised muslim yeah kids are i'm gonna fast like you know for the rest of my life yeah, and, all Ramadan, the whole thing. and but i'm not that religious in a very strict sense like i don't follow like certain things to like a T because to me it's it's less about that versus more about like the spirit of it and the yep. aspect of it. Like I'm more culturally Muslim than I am religiously or spiritually Muslim. Yeah. I think that's where the American side kicks in. That's right? where the American side where kicks in. Where it's like and that's something that I've also noticed within myself because I came here pretty obviously raised in Islam Pakistan or Indian stuff. Um and my parents still kept it real, you know traditional at home. Yeah. But coming here taking so Islam is like the guide and the culture is a guide, but I've definitely the American side being here has helped me shaped yeah. with that guide. Right. Yeah. I don't completely follow everything in our culture. I don't no. think some things are right in our culture. Uh, there's a lot of shit that's wrong in our culture. Nobody 100% follows. Exactly. Yeah. It, that's so, the whole thing. So I think being here has definitely, and, and here's, <clears throat> has de- let me finish my first one, has definitely opened my mind, like mm-hmm. open-mindedness, right? It's yeah. created that aspect to me. And I think being away from Pakistan actually helped me be more rooted because I actually had to try. Yeah. I wasn't living in that culture. I wasn't living in, my parents like had to continue to instill that. Same thing with your parents. They're far away from Pakistan, but they had to really try to keep those roots grounded in within you here because if you're just in it you're just in it you're not really caring it's all this and that but when you move away from it you gotta try to stay stay rooted Uh, yeah i think you can this is kind of a tangent but related you can observe that phenomenon with converts to a religion right Mm -hmm. because when you're raised in a religion you you take it for granted to some extent and more importantly great point other people who see you as most like people are going to assume like oh He's Muslim, like, based on last name and the way I look. Yeah. He's Muslim. He follows these things. They'll just assume that. Right. But then if someone's a convert, they'll be like, oh, that's interesting. Right. But that person had to make a conscious effort and choice as... They might be way more devout. They almost always are. Yeah. They usually are more stringent about uh, following things to the letter. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you're raising it, and maybe this is, like, a controversial thing to say... Religion and culture are not as separated as people sometimes make them out to be. That is something that you grew up with as a child, and that doesn't make it right or wrong. That's just like how that's just how humans develop. Mm-hmm. A lot of what you believe is a function of just it being there as a child, and like you observe your parents 
your peers, people you respect, older cousins, whatever, your mm-hmm. community. You take that in as a child and that just embeds with you and sticks with you. There's nothing wrong with that. That's no. how you most – a lot of the things we all believe, put aside like the religion aspect of it, comes from that kind of social cohesion and, and building. The reason why I'm so attached to my ethnicity as like a Pakistani is because – I have like fucking 20 cousins here. Yeah. I got to like go to so many davuts and like see all these weddings and do all this stuff. Like growing up ever since I was a little kid, I yeah. love it. If I was raised as, um, let's see, like Nigerian and the same thing happened, I would love that culture as much. Yeah, exactly. it's, it's what you're raised with. It's, it's just a different approach to each thing. Let me be candid. For a period of time, I was more agnostic religiously. Mm-hmm. I would say there was like a two, three year period about that. Right. But I was never going to give up the cultural aspects of one, being Pakistani yeah. and being Muslim. And I'm still not the most devout, like to the letter yeah. Muslim. But I still like, there's no doubt in my mind, like my kids are going to be Muslim yeah. and all that stuff. But I'm still going to make sure what guides me and my principles are f- like, first and foremost, what I think it means to be a good person right. before it means to be, to be a good Muslim. And for me, it's like, you should just be a good person. Good Muslim falls in that category because yeah. I'm more interested in, like, I just want you to be a good person. Right. Like, I will always tell my kids that. It's not about, like, this is just, like, a weird distinction for me. I'm not going to tell my kids to do um, charity and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, because it's zakat, yeah. because it's, um, you know, in the one of the five pillars. I'm going to tell them to do it because... If you're in a place of privilege, right. you should just do that for people who – that's just the right thing to do. Right. It's kind of like a meaningless distinction because either way you're getting people to do the right thing. Yeah. But like for me, that's like kind of how – that's my order of operations. Right. I try to look at humanity first the way I look at it mm-hmm. before I apply the cultural religious yeah. lens And I it. think a lot of folks do that very similarly to you. One of my best friends, Jared, who like co-hosted when you were out – He's he's the same way. He I think like, I don't want to speak for him. I think he like believes that there is something, or maybe he just doesn't believe in religion at all. We've had multiple conversations around this, but he's the same way. He's like, religion isn't shaping his. Even though he grew up in a Catholic, Christian household, I won't say Catholic, but yeah. Christian household, and he didn't allow the faith and the religion to shape him. He was just like, I just want to be a good person, right. and he's one of my favorite people on earth. Dude. I love Jared's that guy. great. I no, love he's Jared. great, great guy. So it's like he has the same thought process. It's like humanity first and then if your if your religion which to me i'm the op, i'm kind of the opposite where i'm like my religion kind of oh like not forces but follows that path it's like if you're a good mm-hmm. muslim like the whole point of being a muslim is being a good person mm-hmm. so i'm like i'm walking on the same line as you but just on the opposite side where it's like islam is not forcing me but like is guiding me to be a better person uh-huh. so it's like religion first and then being a good person but i think that's what every religion teaches. Christianity, Judaism, yeah. Buddhism, Sikhism is you got to be a good person. Like yeah. that's like the basis for almost every single religion. I don't disagree that pretty much every religion teaches <clears throat> people to be good people. Mm-hmm. I also think that's just true of most communities in general, irrespective of religion. Most communities have a basic understanding. Most family units have a basic understanding that like you should try to be a good person. Right. I don't, my one thing that kind of makes me not icky is a strong word, but I'll say icky about this whole like religion teaches you. And I'm not saying you're saying this. Right, right, right. Is that it implies that morality comes from, from religion, religion and not that people are moral and they also have religions and they find a way to make sure that they align perfectly. Because, yeah. for if, example, Islam, granted, Islam comes from a lineage of the Abrahamic religion. So, right. Really, we would have to trace it like back to Judaism because that's the mm-hmm. oldest one. Right. But even before Judaism, 
whatever religions and spiritual groups existed certainly had basic morals that guided what they were doing. Great point. There's other like elements, whatever like tribe you find in like a different part of the world that does not fall into one of the major religions that we know of. They almost certainly have just like a basic, like, don't do this, don't do that. Like, we are social creatures. We have to abide by certain rules. Yeah. People will still break those rules in the same way that people will break those rules in Muslim countries, Christian countries. Um, there's one Jewish country. <laughs> <laughs> um, Buddhist countries. Um, in any Sikh community. Like, pe- people will break those rules. Does, does that mean yeah. that, it's oh, Islam teaches you to break? No. No. Yeah, it no. teach you how to be I, I agree. That, that thing, that's a great point. And I hope Jared is listening because I know he's probably shaking his head like, oh, <laughs> yep, you got him there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I think that's something that, like, people often overlook. It, it creates this. You know, how, and I still, like, I made, like, an outline for it, but you know that thing I was going to write, and I'm, I'm still planning on writing it, about, you know, culture versus religion. Mm-hmm. That's one of the main things I wanted to tackle, right? It, it, the, the logic that people use, it implies that, oh, being religious means you're a good person. Yeah. Like, like if oh, just by, yeah, by no. virtue of de facto yeah. that you identify as a, a religious person, you are a good person. Yeah. But if you're a bad person, you can't be religious. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. That's, no. which I, is just wrong. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's, no. Because you're, you're, you can't, you can't have it both ways. You can't have it both ways. You can't have it both ways. You got to have a, like, there has to be a one single standard for it. Yeah. And I agree. Like, I've, I know religious people who are like, terrible people. Backstabbing motherfuckers. Yeah. Like, they suck. And I know people who don't give a shit about religion that are my best friends. Exactly. You know what I mean? Who are who have not done one single wrong thing to me ever. Yeah. And instead have been there for me. Identity based content creators. Yeah. The the entire sum of your content, and we'll mostly rag on the SC people because where are the SC? Yeah. I've also been finding a lot more Muslim content creators, and my god, these are the most pretentious. Yeah. People who they just want to be content creators. They just want to be like TikTok influencers. That's it. And they're not like there's no new content mm-hmm. like like content or ideas. They're just regurgitating yeah. the same shit over and over uh-huh. and over again. And like we just said, we can't escape that we are brown yeah. and that's part of our identity. But the thing is, we don't fully lean into it it's we don't talk about oh dude like i went to my friend's house and he didn't have a lorta like what what am i supposed to do like yeah. yo get over it first bro. of all like those jokes have literally i distinctly remember making those jokes when i was like 12 years old yeah so if you're if you're like a 28 year old doing that now you do on tiktok like, <laughs> yeah, come the fuck on but i think like i think the the way to encapsulate that idea that you just said we don't our personality is not our parents immigration status yes or, or like our, our our religion, we are human beings. We yeah. have like thirty different things that affected who we are now. Yeah. I mean, for one, I think it's just, it's just like a cynical thing where you're like, I clearly just want to make money off social media. Yeah. I don't have, I'll be rude, the brain power or creativity to actually come up with anything unique. So I'm just nope. gonna like literally what they do is. They take trends that usually white or black people are already making. And just make it brown. And just make it brown. It's like, like they will say that verbatim in captions like, oh, why don't we have a Daisy version of this? Like, why don't we just have a Daisy version of something that someone already came up with? You're being fucking lazy. Yeah. I don't want to hear shit about white people appropriating shit where you're just kind of appropriating at this yeah. point. They're just relying on it, right? Yeah. It, it should be a part of your personality, but it should not be the entire personality. Maybe not should. It can be. It yeah, probably it, will be if you were yeah, raising that. Exactly. That's fine. Which is fine, but it shouldn't be like 
the whole aspect of your person. So here's, let me, let me relate it to maybe it might make sense to someone else out there. I know you've seen these videos of these really good looking girls who can't dance, that they're, but they're just in front of the camera making a TikTok of themselves, right? Just shaking themselves. And it's like, that, that's what it seems like to me. It's like, they're just, their whole personality is just being good looking. Yeah. They actually don't have a personality. Yeah. There's one thing that you're doing and it's nothing else. And that is your entire personality. Yeah. It's like, can you please create a personality for yourself? Yeah. And then, I don't know. There's, dude, there's people out there who are comedians, who are actors, who, are, who do all this other stuff. Rami, for example. Rami, yeah. Rami Yusuf, who created on Hulu, Rami. We, we did talk about him for like 20 minutes in one episode. but I won't, I did, I won't yeah, go in, but right, like, right. It just, just like as, a, as an example, right? He did not ignore who he is as a person or his identity. No. But his entire show is about how he is living within that. Yeah. It's not he. The show isn't about his Egyptian family just doing Egyptian yeah. shit. It's about how did that? How did him being Egyptian in America shape him and all his experiences yeah. and everything and make him who he is? Yeah. You know how what I mean? did this person Rami, who is Egyptian American, Muslim, a piece of shit, like a piece of shit, they <laughs> have like a full encompassing view yeah. of who this person is yeah. which includes the cultural and religious aspects yeah. of it but also like just personal aspects of it. it made a show about that they have like dedicated character arcs and genuine character interactions that are right. not just like stupid stereotypes these asians worse than the whites so let's loop this back to us okay i guess we should ask what are we trying to do with this podcast right what what are we actually aiming to do and share alluded to this a little bit earlier when mm -hmm. we were um storyboarding this like okay lifestyle podcast uh what are we what are we talking about culture etc 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 we've clearly put ourselves into a kind of political position where like half of our topics are pretty political pretty much we try to make them funny that's what we try to do like the advice columns and stuff yeah. and also we try to sprinkle in like things that are funny yeah but it's, it's not like comedy like stand-up comedy it's more so like i think we just have a good chemistry yeah and we try to try to keep things lighthearted. yeah just making fun of situations exactly for me this is what determines if someone's actually intelligent mm -hmm. can you take really big abstract ideas and make them easy to understand for somebody who did not study this or read up on this for like 30 hours a, a week right Every week for a who year. Who doesn't have a degree. Who in doesn't it. have a degree and yeah. who doesn't have like specialized training. It. Yeah. But that's, to me, a mark of intelligence. Yeah. And that's something I always want to do because I'm a very political person. Yeah. I don't like that kind of the brand of politics, which oh, when the way you talk, it only makes sense to somebody else who like has your exact vocabulary right and already like kind of agrees with you if they already kind of agree with me then who why the fuck am i talking to you right i should be trying to get my ideas out in a way that is digestible mm -hmm. to somebody who doesn't really understand and also relay it in a way that oh i see why this is a big deal yeah the only fans episode we were basically talking about tech and employment law but i think we did a fairly okay job of making clear like this is why you should care about yes this. Yeah. In a way that that matters to somebody who does not read labor law and tech news the way I do. Yeah. It it does come down to how can we get our message across the table? Uh -huh. And like you said, I think that I agree like taking complex ideas and topics and relaying it to an audience of 5 people, 10 people, whatever, and helping them understand, which I I kind of alluded to earlier, it's like Again, it's not, we don't want to become famous or anything. I just want to be able to be a person. Maybe someone can look to and be like, oh, he explained it this way. Yeah. And that I, I understood it this way. Yeah. You know, 
as long as we can continue to do that, I think that'll be a good good place we're at, and I will be happy with whatever we 100%. do. Yeah. yeah, and I think for the long term, like I really do want to continue this and just be be a source of entertainment obviously uh-huh. right we want to make people laugh like you said that one time where someone was having a bad day and your friend introduced them to the podcast yeah, yeah. they were like yo this is actually funny yeah that's fucking awesome yeah you know i just don't want this to be i just don't want it to be like this podcast that's how i am as a person too and that's how you are as a person we want to make good interactions with folks and leave a good impression and that's that's what i think my interpretation of what what i'm and me you and us we're doing here yeah part, with this podcast part of it is an endeavor in education kind of like yes when we're talking about like teaching politics and stuff not that we're in a position to actually teach yeah but kind of give you an idea of like where to start yeah where, where to because everybody i think now especially with social media wants to be informed wants to know things and i think there's a certain limit to using social media as an avenue for this but if you're gonna do it Everybody has a bias. Everybody thinks they have the right opinion. And again, we're kind of narcissists in this regard that we went out of our way to start a podcast. Yeah. We want to get our message out there and get you on our program. Yeah. We're being candid about that. Mm-hmm. I'm not some like fucking bullshitter who says like, no, I'm just presenting facts. Yeah. No, 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 no. no, no. There's been multiple times where we've been like, maybe we're wrong about this. Maybe my opinion is this, but like this just we're very open and vulnerable honestly at yeah. this point right we're not we're not saying that oh our word is the golden standard yeah. like i know for a fucking fact like saw definitely knows way more about this stuff than i do but this is this is what i am this is what i like to do as personally i like to continue to challenge myself and learn more things and doing this with side kind of keeps me on my toes it's like okay i know he's gonna fucking talk about this stuff so let me let me make sure i'm read up on oh, it he gave me a homework assignment what exactly the fuck? <laughs> that's how i feel sometimes i'm like all right let me uh let me let me like take some a couple hours to like do a little bit more research eight hour youtube video on uh Haitian <laughs> history real right, quick literally but not nah, that i think that's how everyone should be and i hope people do listen to this podcast and like take away from it. it's like oh i learned this in this way in this theory like this is what this was cool and yeah. hopefully we give you smart talking and also hopefully y'all laugh along the way yeah that's that's, that's, laugh at us comedy is we we sort of touched that on this one episode like the Simone Biles thing and I'm not gonna hit that angle but I think comedy is a really good way of getting points across yeah it's a good way to make things stick out for people like let me let me tell you I uh, took and passed a cybersecurity certification recently congrats and thank you and the easiest way for me to remember and learn because there's like a thousand acronyms you got to remember and like concepts and individually they're not complex but it's like i gotta remember these fucking racial slurs are, right I, I swear i swear okay hold on <laughs> let me let me defend myself for a second <laughs> instead of just writing down verbatim what the course notes and the class notes were i took the ideas and made stupid like jokes out of them to mm-hmm. make them like stick out to me yeah and i made them like not actually funny but like funny in a stupid way yeah and it and literally during the test because i had like a fucking like indian fob proctor i was kind of guilty to myself like oh this is what that means i can't say this out loud because i will get canceled by this man it it works yeah whatever works for you but yeah no i agree that i think um i think comedy is probably the best form of media to to, in my opinion Mm -hmm. right like it's like take take dave Chappelle for example you were talking about intelligence and making very in integral no cut this part out making very complex ideas simple enough and getting them across the table like if you listen to especially recently if you listen to Chappelle's stuff he's talking about 
social justice and like really complex shit, but making it funny and getting his point across. Yeah. Like he's so good at that. Yeah. He's so intelligent with that. Which doesn't mean like I, I'll say I there's a lot of stuff I don't agree with him on. Like he has some like very clearly reactionary tendencies towards like LGBT stuff, for example. Oh, yeah. But he's an effective communicator. Yeah. Like you, I, I will give him that. He's an effective communicator. It's also like clear to me that like the things you're saying are kind of bullshit, but I also know what you're saying because you're a very good communicator. Exactly, like you're he's putting it across, and I and like since you you explain like what comedy is to you. I think comedy to me is when you can remove yourself from your situation and laugh at it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, oh, you said some shit to a much bigger guy, and now you're about to get your ass beat. Like. That's probably if someone if you're if someone across the street is like looking at you. That's probably they're probably laughing at that. They're like, oh, look at this. To me, like I, I haven't been in that situation, but I've been in terrible situations where I like kind of like think to myself, like, damn, did this just happen to me in a Target parking lot? And I kind of laugh about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, like, damn, like this is really my situation oh, right now, shit. and I kind of laugh about it because it's like it's now, a little, it's a little comical. You were not at first. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I got I got a question for you, right? Because uh-huh. I was just thinking about this when you were talking about it. How much do you think of when when people say certain things, right? Like, oh, he's good because he's Muslim. Uh-huh. The opposite has to be true too. You know how we said the uh, the person can't have it both ways. Yeah. Do you think that that that's a true statement for a lot of things? Where if you attribute something to one thing, right, mm-hmm. the opposite of that also has to be true. So if you're saying Oh, he's he's good because he's Muslim, but then his bad stuff that he's doing is also because he's Muslim, right? That should be the opposite. So you can't attribute people's good behaviors to Islam. Yeah, yeah. Because then you'd have to attribute their bad behaviors yeah. also to yeah. Islam. Because when you say they're good because um, they're Muslim, you have to say you're, you're saying like the 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 Islam the inverse has to be true. The inverse too. has to be true. Anything bad they do would have to be a function of their of yeah. being Muslim as well. Which goes in hand in hand with like we're very complex yeah. creatures. It is not just one thing. We cannot attribute right. it to one thing. Yeah. So I think that's true. Like you gotta think about it. Like, listen, bro. Like, if I'm saying if I'm saying that this is attributed to that, yeah. then the inverse also has to be yeah, true. Yeah, you can't have it both ways. Yeah. It just it does not add up. Yeah, that's that little two months of LSAT studying that Ooh, I did. <laughs> inverse, converse, contrapositive. There okay. it is, baby. We'll wrap this. We'll wrap it up here. Uh, we're kind of hitting it. And actually, I got a shower because we got uh, an Another, event to attend. Yes, y'all have a wonderful. This is what's the day that's gonna come out. September 25th. I don't fucking know. Y'all have a wonderful week. Yep. We'll catch y'all next week, and we promise, and hopefully we don't skip another one. Catch us later. See you guys. Later, guys. (laughs) 